Friends, I'm Shmuley Yanklowitz. I'm thrilled to be here. I am a progressive. And what that means is that I believe spiritually that the uh, history bends, um, the arc of history bends towards justice. I believe that. I believe that it's not inevitable. We have to strive for it. We have to work for it. And I am a fan of Ben the Ark and the amazing work they're doing because they believe in progress and they believe we have to do the work to get there. And Ben the Ark, friends, if you don't know it, you got to know about it. Ben the Ark is where progressive American Jews join together to fight for justice and equality for all. We, they are the only national Jewish organization focused exclusively on progressive social change in the United States. Ben the Ark is building solidarity with all who are impacted by anti-Semitism and white nationalism to expand civil rights, defend democracy, and protect each other. Ben the Ark recognizes that our country was built on the promise of equality, but was founded in a reality of racism. The organization is fighting against white supremacy that still shapes society and that still exists within the halls of power and within ourselves. Ben the Ark believes that the United States can be a country for all of us where everyone can thrive no matter what we look like, how we pray or where we come from. They are therefore mobilizing nationwide and advocating in Washington to establish a new future where all of us are safe and free. And I'm proud that they represent our community and that they have chapters in over 25 countries. I'm here with my dear friend and colleague and teacher, Rabbi- Cities, cities not countries. Over 25 cities and, and one day, 25 countries. I was just being a little too aspirational, but over 25 cities. I'm here with my dear friend and colleague and teacher, Rabbi Jason Kimmelman Black, who is the Washington director of Ben the Ark Jewish Action. He received his rabbinic ordination from the Jewish Theological Seminary of America and his BA in political science from Grinnell College. Previously, he directed the Sela Leadership Program, wonderful program, and he serves as the director of the Panim Institute for Jewish Leadership and Values, a program I was privileged to, to play a small role in. So, Reb Jason, thank you so much for being here. Great, great to be here, Shmueli. Wonderful. The world is burning in 25 countries and more, and in 25 cities and more. The world is burning, unfortunately. We're, we're witnessing, I mean, a, a horrible war over, over the invasion from Russia, destructive climate change, where attacks on democracy, uh, deep poverty. I mean, I mean, it is so hard to get clarity on priorities. Talk to me a little bit. Ben the Ark, February, March, March 2022. How do you think about priorities and where do you think American Jews should be placing our, our priorities right now? Yeah, absolutely. Well, <laughs> um, it's a big, big question. I think uh, what we should be thinking about here are what are the things that could um, create the conditions so that uh, we can shape a country and ideally a world where all of us are, uh, all of us are safe, and all of us have the conditions to thrive. So, you know, what are those? What are, what are the roadblocks to that? What are the institutions that make that possible? And what are the um, what what are the ways that um, will make it possible for us to address some of the issues are going to be ongoing for a long, long time? But like, what what do we need to focus on right now? So, you know, in my mind. Um, for sure, as, uh, as John Lewis said, the right to vote is the most powerful nonviolent tool we have for change in the country. And so when the right to vote is under uh, attack and under threat, um, we, need to, we need to fight back. Um, the fact that, um, let's talk Jewishly for a second. Um, Jews are feeling a lot of uh, 
I'd say um, concerns about our safety, right? Um, and a lot of that is because Jews are safe in societies that are open and tolerant. And as societies become more authoritarian, um, that's not a place where Jews thrive, right? And so um, our, uh, I would say it's an existential fight right now to ensure that uh, the United States does not go further down the path of authoritarianism. We already have, um, unfortunately, large chunks of Americans who essentially have abandoned the democratic project, who have said that it's okay to commit violence in the name of uh, holding on to power. Um, and that's a that's a scary place for anyone to be. It's a scary place for the Jewish community to be. It's a it's a you know, it's not the kind of country we want to live in, right? So why like what are the leverage points there? Um, to me, we cannot end racism without understanding how um, the kind of founding lie going back hundreds of years before the country was, you know, before the United States was even founded, the idea that somehow white people are superior to people with more melanin in their skin, right? That, that idea um, is, uh, has taken hold so much in our society that um, it can be weaponized. And we've seen that in the last number of years when uh, on any political issue, whether it's um, climate or economics or education, um, those who want to uh, take power and hold on to power will know how to um, utilize racism to divide people. Um, and uh, so, I would say that the thing we have to address the most is um, is really examining what is what is this idea of white supremacy, you know, in a Jewish sense. Like, what does it mean to um, you know to me? Like, in a theological sense, white supremacy is, of course, like a form of idolatry, an idea that like a a certain kind of human being is like closer to the divine image than others. That's like totally heretical, um, but also in terms of, um, at the same time, like we, like I grew up in this society, like those, those ideas are, you know, I have habits that in terms of how I think, you know, when I walk down the street, um, these are things we have to, uh, like there's a spiritual process in terms of internally, but we also have to look at the systemic, you know, like racism isn't just about personal bigotry. It's about like what, like how do we tax, how do we raise money to tax our schools, you know? Um, and so uh, I think what a lot of us, I think what we have to confront is um, not only the, the, the way that those systems play out in our society, but also how they play out um, inside the Jewish community. Yeah, I love that. And I want to pick up on a, on a really cool theological point you made uh, uh, in addition to just the, that moral prioritization, which is so, uh, so, 
so well stated, which is that we normally think of the notion that humans being created by Salam Elohim in the image of God as being a statement about humanity. Like we have human rights because yeah. of this nature of us that has some uh, resemblance to of divinity. And yet it, what you remind us of, it's actually also a statement of who God is because we are representatives, we are in that image. And so to say that certain human beings are more godlike is actually not only to misrepresent humanity, but to misrepresent God. And that yeah. itself is, is a heresy, is an avodazarat, an idolatry of worshiping one kind of unique dimension of divinity, of divinity while diminishing this other something like So thank you for that important point. Right. You know, um, it's just to pick up one, like, like it's almost like the more, um, uh, the more you learn about Judaism in some ways, the, the, the more things go back to the basics. And I'm just like brought to like Kiddush on Friday nights, right? And the idea of, you know, Zechel Lamasev Reshit, like reminding us of that idea that we're all uh, created B'Tselem Elohim and Zechel Litziat Mitzrayim, like the idea that, um, that there are pharaohs and we have to decide whether we're going to, you know, side on the side of, of Pharaoh or the Israelites, yeah. and um, you know, and and the key, like the the key problem with Pharaoh was that he thought of himself as a god, yeah. right? And so, um, it, it, in our times, you know, we happen to be born in a time where, um, and in a culture that, uh, unfortunately, thinks about you know, let's say it like white males as kind of like the ideal humanity, like most white men would say like, oh, I'm not really part of any ethnic group. Like, I'm just, I'm just a person, you know, <laughs> what are you, where are you from? You know, um, and that, that idea in a sense, you know, like makes a certain kind of person a form of like kind of a pharaoh. So let me pick up on something you said, because I think it's really important that, you know, and I'm struggling with this, like it, is it always a binary of Israelites and Pharaoh? Uh, <laughs> like, like, are there times, but, and let me, let me phrase this in a really difficult way. Are there times you would choose to be Pharaoh over mm -hmm. the slave? Are there times that we are willing for political messiness um, or because of just the, the difficult reality of complicity and intersectionality? Are there times we're willing to, we're willing to be, or we should be willing to be in a middle space yeah. Where we're not exact, you know, one of, what do you think about that? For sure. I mean, as we're having this conversation, it kind of like, it, it all goes back to like things Yitz Greenberg has taught. <laughs> like I'm thinking about his, you know, his idea that after the show up, powerlessness is a sin. Right? Mm -hmm. And, and that, yeah, we have to take power really seriously. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's important, you know, I'm thinking about like as an organization like mine, our, our contention is that, yeah, like we should use political power. We should build power. Mm -hmm. we, we need to have power to, um, to make the changes that we have in the world. We're not going to cede power to th just the people who want it. That would be the wrong thing. And then when you get into, uh, yeah, the political system is, is messy and there's, uh, there's not as much, um, th there, there are always trade-offs. Yeah. But, so, so yeah. yeah, 
So, so let's move into that point uh, about, about po political power, because most of us in this work operate purely in the 501c3 space, that we are Jewish social justice, grassroots, nonpartisan organizations. Right. And of course, Ben the Ark has that dimension as well. Um, but y'all are also a C4, and so you can engage in direct lobbying. What is that side? What does that side look like? Because that is rare in the Jewish social justice space. And I wonder, yeah. uh, you know, being that you're the Washington director of Ben, the ben Yard Jewish Action, I, I wonder if you could tell us like how you how you leverage power. In, 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 in sure. sure. And, you know, part of why we established a C4, which technically is a, a separate organization, they're like family, sister organizations, it, is this idea of taking power seriously. That um, if we are going to, um, if we're going to contend with, uh, trying to move our elected officials, um, it, it matters who's, in, who's holding those seats. And we should have some play in that as well. And the Jewish community has done that. And you know, I would say like, you know, there are many, many Jewish uh, political action committees, um, but they're all around Israel advocacy. So like, and so, you know, that's fine. Like, you know, something we take seriously as a community like let's let's go uh, let's go uh, lobby whether it's you know APAC or J Street or you know th there's a variety of opinions but all Israel advocacy until Ben the Ark founded one and said hey look American Jewish community actually cares a lot and has a huge stake in this country and what direction it's going into we need to bring all the tools uh, to bear uh, yeah. that we can. So yeah, it's a great moment when, when, when we arrive at a senator's office or a congressman's office and like, oh, the Jews are here. Okay, so we'll talk about Israel. But you know, we're here to talk about LGBTQ rights. So we're here to talk about the climate. Right. We're talking about immigration. Like, oh, like, wait, who are the Jews exactly? Like, right. know, it's a great, yeah, it's, yeah. It, yeah. I mean, it, for us to remember that like survival is a very low bar for what our Jewish aspirations can be. Like for us to thrive, we need to be out there on the most crucial moral issues for whoever's most vulnerable. Absolutely. And in my mind, in my mind, um, it's an issue of survival too. Exactly. What, what kind of country this is. That's right. Um, is about our own survival. And that's both parts, both because, as you said earlier so well, that um, Jews don't thrive in a totalitarian, authoritarian uh, yeah. society like that or, or survive, um, but also because we don't survive if we're not living our values. Right. And... Um, and there's LGBTQ Jews, exactly, and there, and there are Black Jews, exactly. and you know, and and the Jewish community is not, you know, is not just the photograph you see on a Manischewitz box. <laughs> Actually, I don't think there is a photograph of the Manischewitz. <laughs> you know, it's not it's not the cast of Federal on the roof. We're we're a very diverse community, um, and uh, diversifying even more. You know, as as time goes on. Friends, uh, check out Ben the Ark, uh, follow them on social media, donate to them, figure out how you can join the great activism they're doing. Thank you, Rabbi Jason Kimmelblatt, for all your amazing work. Great. Thanks, Willie.